You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the ABO group in Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com, where you will learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Well, welcome to another Workshop Wednesday brought to you by schoolofbookkeeping.com. Uh, as always, uh, my name is Dan DeLong and I'm here with Carrie Khan. Uh, we're from Hello. School of Bookkeeping. And this, this week we are joined by Vikram over at uh, File because we are continuing our, our series of uh, Expense Management Fundamentals, um, and as I read the title of um, uh, as I read the title of what we t- we're going to be talking about today, it doesn't seem like it's very fundamental, but <laughs> it is talking about addressing some of the issues of traditional expense management software, right? Like tracking your expenses, which is really what it boils down to is being able to you know track where the money's going and um, you know, what else, uh, Vikram, what, <laughs> what is it? And it's a I, I guess, I mean, that's for, really it, right? I mean, you really, well, really want to know it, where the money goes. As a business owner, it's a challenge to, um, to keep up with all those receipts and stuff. It's not, it, it's, it should be fundamental and it's not, it's not easy in the, it, without a plan. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when you're, when, when you are initially starting a, a business, right, you know, obviously, you know, first step business bank account, and then typically there's a business credit card that goes along with that. Is that, is that kind of uh, in your, in your realm, um, Carrie, of, of, of how you started when you, when you started a business? I mean, you, you do those things first, but then as you grow, it gets more complicated. Yeah, because when it was just me, I knew what I was spending my money on. I knew how to code it. It was just me. But when I added employees and they had to, you know, run to Office Depot, you know, it was still simple. But when we traveled, it got more complicated. And, you know, it's a lot of cleaning up and a lot of work when that credit card receipt comes in. What do you do? What do you code it to? Who did they take them out? You know, it's a lot that you don't realize as you grow quickly. And Vikram, what uh, what do you see from you know expense management solution standpoint? Like, at what point where is where it becomes, I got this as my business owner hat with multiple <laughs> multiple hats to the point of like pulling your hair out uh, to to manage it. Like, is there is there a number of card holders that you know that you have trying to maintain, or is it or does it vary you know business to business? Right. Yeah, no, I think, uh, first of all, thanks. Thanks so much for having me over and uh, good morning and good afternoon, everybody. Um, so, so yeah, I think um, from where we left off as well, uh, Dan, uh, it's a very uh, good segue uh, into uh, where we're getting to today. In fact, uh, we were talking about in, uh, in the previous uh, sort of webinar uh, around what is the right time and uh, you know, to explore an expense management solution. Um, and when do people actually tend to have issues around managing the credit card reconciliation, as well as, you know, uh, managing the receipts and uh, uh, issues with coding it and so on and so forth, right? So um, so I just want to sort of bring up a slide 
to talk through sure. some of these things and uh, also cover aspects about uh, what are some of the options that are out today? What are the different uh, one can look to handle uh, the issues and, uh, you know, this, uh, not only from a credit card reconciliation to out-of-pocket expense. Both of these are sort of problem deal with as the company's scale. Once you're able to see my screen, sort of. Uh, yeah, I think. I think we're. I think you're coming. You're cutting in and out, but uh, we'll certainly make do with uh, <laughs> as best as we can with uh, with the um, with the with the stream here. But go ahead. Got it. Got it. Um, you should be able to see the screen. Let's say it's recap, mm -hmm. and then talking about um, some of the things that we discussed during the last uh, webinar. So, um, so as uh, you know. Uh, to your point, I think the issue is when the organization starts to scale, uh, and that could be two ways of scaling, right? It could be one wherein uh, very few people are spending a lot on a variety of different things, uh, or there'd be more and more people. Uh, when I say more and more people, in excess, anything in excess about three to four people in the company uh, will lead to some amount of confusion on who's spending on what, especially when people are authorized to uh, spend on behalf of the, of the organization. Um, and in most cases today, uh, we do trust our employees with some amount of uh, you know, spend uh, you know, uh, authority um, so, so that they're able to operate independent of um, the business owner and they're able to address the needs of the business uh, as uh, quickly as possible, right? Uh, this is true, especially in certain types of industries as compared to the others. Um, professional services, field services, construction, uh, hospitality. Uh, these are some industry verticals where, where we've seen uh, this can spiral very quickly into uh, issues simply because, you know, there are people on the field um, you know, multiple people need to spend on behalf of the company. Uh, they're always working with clients. They're working on projects. They're working in different locations. So it can get very, very complex very quickly. Um, yeah. I mean, we, I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, our, our assistant here, Landon, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, these days, um, you know, everybody's spread out. Like, you know, we're all yep. over the place. Uh, and then just, you know, Landon's going to be, you know, having a lunch date with, uh, with, <laughs> with someone and, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we manage that, that reimbursement, right? Is it something that goes out of pocket and then we reimbursement him or do we have a, uh, a card that he could actually, uh, use, you know, in order to do that. So that's just like an example of, you know, trying yeah. to, and, and, and here I'm trying to put my hat on of like, Okay, well, how do how do we actually do that? Um, right, you know, in, in order to you know, in a simple way, um, that's not you know, com, you know, obviously, I could you know, sign up for a credit card and then get him a card and you know those yep. types of things. Um, yep. But you know what you have over at File is actually it's something a little different where it's easier to 
easier to, to, to manage, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, you can manage with your own existing carts uh, and still have an automated workflow and the benefits of uh, superior software and automation that can help. Uh, well, this, now, when you say when you say you can manage it with your existing cards, like what what does that what does that entail? Like, is it does it mean that you know, as a business owner, I need to have a business credit card for you know for employees to use, or is it they use their own card uh, that they that they have, and you just tie it to uh, tie it to the to the expense management solution? Both the options are possible, right? So, um, uh, we have. Uh, been very conscious of being card agnostic to the extent that, uh, you know, if you already have a business credit card that, that you use for your business, and uh, these days it's very simple and easy to add more cards to it. Uh, you manage a parent-child relationship that, that you were discussing earlier on, um, you know, I think about two, three webinars ago, ago uh, through mm-hmm. three Wednesdays ago, right? I mean, uh, how do you manage parent-child relationship of card programs in QPO. Tying it back to that, um, it's fairly simple and easy to get these add-on cards these days uh, as a business. And uh, most banks also offer the ability to set limits in terms of what's the maximum limit you want to spend, you, you want to allow for a specific card. But I think we'll get more to that uh, as we as we, as we we get get along, get, get okay. to the, the, the next couple of uh, minutes. Um, so I think what we were, you know, sort of discussing last time was uh, uh, the need for having a solution uh, which can really help uh, solve for, uh, you know, uh, the credit card reconciliation process. Uh, and what we've seen in the last two to three years now, um, the pandemic has actually accelerated a lot of the need for automation, and uh, Dan. What you were talking about, Lyndon, uh, is exactly what a lot of organizations are facing today, right? I mean, uh, gone are the days when people, all of them uh, who are working in a specific or uh, in a specific organization, go to one single place to work from. Uh, we are more distributed than ever today. Um, and this is especially true, again, for some of the industry verticals that I spoke about, uh, because none of those functions actually can stop regardless of whether it's a pandemic or, you know, uh, in fact, those field functions can continue to operate as they, they need to. Right. I mean, uh, but then there are some of the functions around back office functions and the central office functions, which can go remote. And that is exactly what has happened today. I mean, uh, we live in a different world uh, from where what we were in like two years ago, two three years ago, right? Um, uh, you know, people prefer to work remote. People prefer to work uh, from different locations or across the country. Um, so um, there is an immense amount of load on um, you know accountants uh, to to be able to manage everything that they were previously, but in a very different world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm, a solution like uh, mm, you know this, or you know, an expense management solution, comes in very, very handy, uh, especially in a distributed world like today, right? Um, in addition to that, you know, uh, providing better employee experience, faster receipt collection, 
uh, more visibility into the credit card spend. These are some of the things. And eventually, you know, uh, we are able to reduce the time and effort required by accountants by um, a large percentage. Uh, just to give you some uh, high-level numbers there, um, you know, we are able to bring down the effort required by the accounting team by two full days per month to uh, uh, under three hours in, wow. in a single month, right? So that's the kind of impact that a solution can, like this can have. Yeah. Well, like, uh, you know, some of the some of the challenges that, um, that accountants and bookkeepers have, like I was just talking to somebody last week and um, they were talking about their workflow and, you know, the with when it came when it comes to entering in you know bills and and those types of things they sent they get sent uh a, a an email with the bill and then she goes in and manually puts it in and i'm like why are you not sending it to quickbooks right like <laughs> why <laughs> because she didn't even know that that was even an option and that's one of the things i think is part of the discovery process of uh, you know, of using an expense management solution is that one of the core functionalities that, that most of them will have uh, right. is the ability to forward uh, bills and expenses and receipts to a, uh, you know, to a, to an email address. And then right. with automation and uh, the OCR, we'll talk about that, you know, what that actually stands for with the ability to read the receipt or the bill and make, data extract data out of that is 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 almost a core function of the of those solutions that, that are out there right Bikram? yeah absolutely Ed, and uh, right on i mean um, you know uh, i was just you know wanting to talk also about what are the different ways in which people address uh, you know some level of automation some level of uh, digitization of the whole process right and it a very rudimentary way of dealing with it is to exactly to your point, uh, build up spreadsheets where you can track this information, collect receipts from on email or probably like what we were discussing last time, shoe boxes full of email, you know, receipts mm -hmm. being sent to accountants at the end of the month to try and manage this process. Um, you know, uh, this also means that, uh, all of the coding needs to happen manually into the accounting software, right? So um, some of the drawbacks of using a spreadsheet, I mean, it's, it's okay to do that um, uh, as long as you don't have scale, right? Um, but it's really difficult to sort of um, chase employees to um, capture these receipts. Um, there's a high level of, uh, uh, you know, fraudulent transaction or, you know, um, if, if there are charges that are being uh, levied multiple times on, on the card, it's, it's, it's almost very difficult to find that out, right? Uh, this is one way of dealing with it, right? Uh, the second type of uh, solutions that we've seen uh, more recently uh, are bank-provided uh, software, right? Uh, there are uh, you're, some. You're talking about you're talking about the the, the financial institution, like Bank of Chase or Bank of America. They're giving, they're they're offering some some way to to, to manage that. Correct, correct. So there are very limited banks today who who do have the ability to uh, track receipts. Um, so uh, the 
uh, some of them have launched even mobile apps uh, where you can click photographs and then track these receipts. Uh, but then I think that, uh, you know, that's a great way to sort of uh, match the transactions to the receipt. But what's lacking in that is one, it's a very, very clunky interface. I mean, large banks, um, you know, uh, have launched these solutions, but it's very, very clunky and very difficult to use. That's one. Uh, employees, uh, the, the functionality is literally just taking a photograph and then attaching it to the transaction. Uh, employees need to do that manually, right? To find out which is the transaction, which is the, you know, the photograph that they need to click and then match that manually there. Um, also, it's almost in a silo, right? I mean, you, you, it's not really connecting to anything. It's just right there, capture information, right? Um, so, uh, but then if you, if you think about the logical flow of uh, where this needs to land, it ideally needs to reside in, in the accounting software, uh, which right. is even audit ready, right? Um, so I think there are some challenges, uh, you know, with, with, with the solution that is being provided by some of the banks, but I think th they are moving in the right direction at least, right? Uh, so that's yeah, I, I remember when uh, American Express, you know, came out with their, you know, expense management synchronization to, to QuickBooks, and it, it almost felt like it was an elitist thing, like, you know, because American Express just fancies themselves different than anybody else anyway, but, uh, right. but they were doing things so totally different at that time that it was, it, and I think at that time it caused more confusion because they were trying something new and, um, and then it, it didn't allow any insight because it, it didn't come into quick. I mean, it pushed it into QuickBooks because you were managing the expenses and everything through through the the Amex website. And yours yeah, truly yeah. was on that that team with American <laughs> Express, and we gave all the feedback about what was wrong with it, and they didn't take any of our suggestions, and so it failed. <laughs> I don't think it works today. No. Well, uh, you know, uh, most of the fees that are there into QBO today are also broken, right? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a genuine problem there because uh, most solutions that, that, uh, that, that are, uh, you know, feeding in today from most of the banks use some kind of an aggregator mechanism. And most of these aggregators use screen scraping to get the data off the website, uh, the banking website information. And every time there's a small change made on the banking site, it all breaks. Um, so that's that's a big challenge, uh, to be honest. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, you got a term on here. I think we want to unpack fintech solutions. What what uh, you know? Since we're talking fundamentals, what uh, what, what is, is a fintech? fintech? <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, there's there's this new breed of solutions that are out there. Uh, which are essentially software companies who are financial technology uh, solutions um, who also issue their own cards. Now you have you have a whole lot of them out there in the market today. Um, uh, you know um, some of the leading ones uh, you know uh, out there um, issue their own cards. Uh, they are coupled with superior software, which is easy to use. Um, they do auto matching of transactions and uh, they also provide visibility on the spend data. 
uh, more granular visibility on the spend data as well. Um, and some of them do have uh, rudimentary ways of integrating into an accounting software as well. But, but, but I think the underlying thing there is you have to switch cards. And to get, to get the most out of it, you need to be on their, their platform and just everything all, all together, not just uh, using what you already have. And it's not about getting most out of it, but that's the only way to do it. Um, ah. <laughs> the only thing, the only way. Well, so that's, that's how American, why, that American yeah. Express was. You, you couldn't get any of those benefits with a different card. It was use their card or no benefit. And it wasn't even that great. Right. No, absolutely. And, and the reason why that, uh, that is so is because uh, they are based on the interchange revenue that, you know, they base everything on the card and the interchange revenue that, uh, that is made by the issuer, right? Uh, that's their business model, right? It's not the software, but it's more of the transaction fee that they get. And for that to happen, you have to use their cards, uh -huh. right? And that's where the, the challenge is. And, uh, you know, was there a question? Oh. Nope. No, I was just putting out in the, uh, in the comments here, just to kind of, of the people that are, that are, that are attending, what are they, what are they finding that they're using most these days to, to manage their expenses? Are they, in the shoebox range, or are they uh, in the um, you know I uh, the sol solopreneur you know single uh, single ma uh, single expense uh, credit card or, or debit card management, or are they in the um, in doing it from the bank side of things, or where where do they find themselves these days? Right, right, yeah, no, absolutely, and and uh, you know uh, th these solutions are great. The challenge. There is, as I said, you have to switch cards. And mm, these are not really credit cards. They're charge cards. Uh, what that really means is there needs to be a float of 75000 to about $200,000 sitting in a checking account from where you're allowed to draw. And a majority of the um, uh, you know, uh, you know, small and medium businesses in the U.S., work out of credit, right? They need that float. They need that credit to be available to them. Um, so that, that's that's an interesting point. I think we're gonna kind of unpack that a little bit. So the, the the difference between a charge card and a credit card, so ex explain that a little bit more. In order, in order to have a charge card, it's essentially uh, some something that guarantees that they'll be able to, to, to use it like a credit card but the funds are not actually going on credit. They're going against this uh, float that, you, that you're calling it? Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so the way it works is uh, there is no underwriting or collateral security there, right? So uh, you're not really checking for, the traditional banks have mastered the art of uh, checking for the credit worthiness and taking those risks and issuing the credit card after the due diligence and going ahead with that, right? Whereas the fintechs today, um, they don't have the mechanisms nor the ability to uh, sort of manage the um, uh, the credit and the risks 
taking appetite like the banks do, right? And, and uh, for that reason, the way the fintechs operate today is ask you to put in, uh, you know, uh, uh, some amount of uh, money in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in an account which they have access to draw from. And based on that amount of money is how they are able to uh, allow your employees to uh, draw from it, right? Um, now, there are variations of that. Uh, one of the variation is, um, you know, one day credit, which means you're allowed to be given a credit, but then the within 24 hours, that amount is debited from the data account that they have access to, the bank, the, the, the fintech has access to. <laughs> not much of a float. <laughs> yeah, that's what Susan. That's what Susan said in the uh, in in the chat. So yeah. this sounds like a debit Jeez. card. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yay, Susan, we're on the same track. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you know um, uh, the if you if you were to compare that with a traditional credit card issued by a bank, um, you have up to, you know, 30 or 45 days of credit, sometimes even, um, you know, 60 days of credit, which is available, right? Um, and, and that allows the, uh, the small businesses to sort of work through the credit, credit cycles. And uh, uh, that it just means there is additional float available for the business to to uh, to mm -hmm. uh, take on more and then uh, probably uh, you know uh, do a better job of managing uh, yeah, the cash flows right uh, Susan, yeah, that, I mean if, if you had to if you had to uh, carry if you had to uh, earmark uh, 75,000 just for uh, card charge or charge cards uh, that would probably put a, a, a damper on the uh, cash flow situation. <laughs> It would, you, right? we, we don't we don't have seventy five thousand sitting in a you know <laughs> buried somewhere in the backyard. <laughs> and and Tad to Susan's point, we all have a knee jerk reaction when things sound and feel like a debit card. I don't. My husband uses it at the pump. I don't because I'm scared it's going to get skimmed. It's just there's just no. We're used to the float. Give us the float. <laughs> right. No, it's also about the risk, right? I mean, uh, if you're able to quickly uh, claim, um, you know, uh, you know, an issue with the transaction, or yeah, um, yeah I mean, that that goes a long way as well. And you know, uh, uh, the other thing around it is, and and today, if you look at most of the fintechs, very popular ones, most of them are operating this way, right? Uh, okay. This works for a specific type of customer or, um, you know, company. Um, if you are a well-funded startup in the tech industry or uh, any industry which is a well-funded startup, you have money sitting in your account, um, investor money sitting in your account, uh, which you can use for float, it's fine. But most SMBs are not in that category, All right? So, so, uh, so that is that has been one of the biggest issues around doing that. Uh, in fact, we at File did consider launching our own cards, and we would have to take this route to do that, uh, yeah. to to issue a card. Uh, when we spoke to a lot of accountants uh, uh, from various accounting firms, uh, the the feedback that we received was, "You're not going to solve a problem for the SMBs, 
a majority of the SMBs rely on that flow, to rely on cash flow, right? Um, uh, so uh, it's not, it, it, may, it may solve the problem for a specific type of industry vertical, but if you're looking to solve the problem for the masses, um, this is not going to uh, cut it for them, right? And so we we stayed away from that, and then uh, we in fact, uh, you know, decided to be card agnostic and work with the banks instead to enable superior functionality uh, of what a fintech solution can offer with the existing cards and the solutions that banks are providing today, and it can be any bank. So you're right. you're kind of like. Uh the the best of both worlds right so you have the the functionality of uh, of these these charge cards without them needing to uh to switch cards absolutely absolutely and i wanted to pick up on this fundamental thing too you said smb let's tell the audience (laughs) we we have new people who might not understand the term so (laughs) yeah absolutely small and medium businesses okay um yeah um, and, you know, uh, there's also the element around uh, rewards and loyalties that you've built with your bank, which you need to give up if you have to switch cards. Um, and, and uh, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, at least two of these fintechs which started um, ceased to exist today in the last two years. Uh, so imagine losing your loyalty and your rewards, working with large reputed banks and switching to something like this, uh, which will go out in thin air in a matter of years. Uh, that's a, that's a situation that you don't want to be in as well. So, um, so yeah, that's another reason why, you know, some of these cards, um, you know, may not be the best, uh, or card issuing fintechs may not be the best solution. Um, so what is the best, what is probably the best solution out there, right? I mean, or um, what is a viable solution out there that exists today, right? Um, you know, an expense management solution, a software uh, which works uh, with any of the card solutions or card programs that are issued by the banks, uh, truly card agnostic. Um, you know, uh, that's perhaps the best of both worlds, uh, to your point, uh, uh, Dan. Um, solutions which allow, you know, receipt capture in real time is a, is a big advantage because you're not losing context of uh, what's, uh, what, uh, you know, the spend is for, right? Um, so imagine, to, to my point, last time um, you're walking it into, let's say, Home Depot, um, you're a contractor, you walk into a Home Depot, you swipe your card, um, you know, you need to charge that uh, to a specific project. Um, as soon as you swipe a card, you get a text message on your phone asking you to submit a receipt against the card, the charge. Mm. Um, you take a photograph of the receipt, respond to that text message, it's automatically coded on your behalf. Now, that is simple enough because you don't need to learn anything new for somebody who's on the field. And it's also very powerful because um, you're using the existing Home Depot card to get your rewards and uh, to have the loyalty in place. At the same time, you're, 
you're you're in context. You know exactly what's happening right there. You don't mind taking a photograph of the receipt, throwing away the receipt in the bin, and you're done. Right. So that can be very very powerful. So uh, the context is very important, and uh, doing it in real time um, has seen a big jump in uh, the the amount of time people spend in chasing for these receipts or accountants spend in chasing for these receipts, right? Um, and if the solution can have, uh, you know, an OCR and uh, automated expense coding, that's, that's, that's uh, and I think on the cake there. Um, if, if it can also check for compliance checks and uh, fraudulent transaction detection, uh, and if it can go through managing your workflows, that's even better. Um, uh, just as the employee gets this information and notification on their phone or their text message, the administrator can also get a notification if there is anything out of bound that has been spent. So you can immediately register for you know, uh, a claim or a, or a verification of what the transaction was with your bank. Right? So that's, that's also possible there. Um, while doing all of this, I think it's really important to get insights uh, of mm, who's spending where on what project, uh, on what category, who's the vendor, who's the merchant that's, that's being spent on, um, are there limits and budgets that, are being, that can be set up uh, to, to uh, oversee how um, people are spending across the organization, um, and also reporting this um, in, a, in a way that's, uh, that's easy to understand uh, at the same time, powerful enough to bring out some, uh, um, you know, um, uh, advice for the business owners, right? So that is, question, that is something. The question about uh, question about fraud uh, with mm -hmm. when we're talking about these fintech solutions, uh, in that situation where there is a, uh, does it make any difference um, when you're when you're using it as a charge chart charge card versus a uh, a, a credit card uh, does that if if there is fraud on the on the card uh, how does that fall you know in the in the protection for the for the for the victim of the of the fraud or does that make any difference uh, regardless so, yeah it, it mostly depends on the kind of credit that's associated with it and if there is no credit then you're not bound by the uh, uh, you know the standard sort of uh, issue um, reporting that, that works for standard credit cards. So it really depends on the type of card it is, right? So if you're using a charge card, obviously it's not a it's not a credit card in the true sense. Um, but having said that, you know you do have the ability to set up um, you know limits on the charge card. Uh, the challenge there, however, is uh, by setting up these limits, you're restricting your employees from spending. Mm -hmm. um, on paper, it's a nice to have thing to have these limits so that your exposure can be limited uh, to certain employees. But the challenge is imagine, you know, somebody who's uh, to the same example of Home Depot, where somebody needs to buy some equipment for a specific project, an infrastructure project, let's say. And they walk in there and, you know, the card doesn't work. 
And, you know, the only way to get that working is to contact whoever has assigned you that card to, you know, make that change. Increase your and imagine that, that other person is golfing somewhere um, <laughs> and with no, no, cha no chance or no opportunity to make that change right there. You're stalling that project by a day. Right. And that's the kind of impact that it can have, the negative side of it. So mm -hmm. practically, it may not be a viable option to sort of set these limits and uh, manage it that way at all. Right. Um, you trust your employees to use, um, you know, um, uh, and that's the reason why you're issuing the card to them. And why, and so it, it really may not make sense to address the fraud. Uh, you know, use case over there. Got it. All right. Um, I think in all of these, uh, as I said earlier, uh, maintaining a rich audit trail and also pushing all of these details, uh, the coded information into the accounting software is probably the, the end result or, 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 or the goal or the objective that uh, most accountants, um, you know, benefit a lot from, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what is the single source of truth that, you, that you're gonna look into as an accountant, as a business owner, as an auditor, as a tax man as well, right? Um, so I think that's, that's, that becomes very important uh, to, to have a solution, a system which is flexible and powerful enough to, uh, to not only push all this information into the accounting software, um, the rightly uh, right coded information into the accounting software, but also have the ability to, you know, bring in those changes if there are some changes made on the accounting software side back into um, the, the expense solution. Yeah, I mean the the two way uh, accounting integrations that you have listed there. I mean that's a, that's a huge um, benefit, right? Like, uh, you know, if you make a change in one versus the other, it doesn't matter. You know, they're, they're, they're synchronized rather than, you know, is it sending it over my shoulder, you know, in, yep. into the accounting. And then if there was a mistake or, or something, how do I, how do I correct that? Do I have to do it in two places or do I have to do it in one and, and, and then it feeds into the other, which is, uh, so that's a, that's a good, good thing to make sure that is, um, is a feature of whatever expense management software you're using is that there is a two-way uh, communication bi-directional. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, you know, if I, if I were to just sort of uh, uh, highlight some of the aspects that you could be looking at when you're choose, looking to choose an expense solution, I think uh, some of the other things that become, become very important would be how easy is it to use for the employees for the approvers or the managers and the finance teams, right? Because um, if you really want adoption uh, of any software or any new technology or process, you need to make it super simple for them, right? So I think that's one of the key aspects uh, that drives uh, success of any change that you're wanting to make, right? Oh yeah, I mean, just 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 ask online competitors of Amazon, right? I mean, <laughs> if you cannot out, if you can't make it convenient, which Amazon has the has the has the cornered the market on making things super simple. I mean, heck, you can go down to uh, you can go down to a locker to uh, <laughs> to return something. You know, you don't yeah. have to. You know that those types of things. I mean, they they they've taken that 
convenience factor uh, to to the next level. So if you're you 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 have to uh, be easy to use in order to adopt some any any change. Absolutely, and and I think uh, that goes without saying. Uh, most of the consumer-oriented software and technologies uh, have sort of aced the the, the simplicity and. Uh, and that's the reason why adoption rates are so high. I mean, if you think about uh, iMessage or you know Facebook or Instagram or all of these, nobody really taught anybody, anyone how to use any of these, right? I mean, you you were instantly sort of online, you know, sign up for an account and you get started. So nobody needs to really teach you to use that. And and that's that's exactly what has crept into sort of uh, or the expectation has crept uh, on similar lines for. Um, you know, applications that you use for work as well, right? And uh, a solution which can match up to the simplicity and the ease of use is definitely, um, you know, something which uh, which uh, has higher chances of succeeding than than something which doesn't, that way, right? Um, and to the point that I made earlier, uh, having a truly card agnostic solution uh, really helps utilizing true, true credit, uh, leverage the relationship that you already have with your existing banks and also keep the rewards, right? So um, that's a big, big advantage of, uh, you know, you managing to get a solution which can work with an existing uh, card program. Um, and, you know, really uh, the real-time visibility and on spend and data, uh, this is often ignored uh, and this can be very, very powerful. Uh, just as an example, one of our customers, um, you know, were getting charged about, um, on an average, about $80,000 per month from Marriott, right? Across, across multiple users who used to spend. Um, this was one of the insights that they got and which helped them go back to Marriott and say, you know what, let's renegotiate terms because we tend to be spending a lot with Marriott, All right? So, uh, and this was available right off, you know, uh, a dashboard for them. Which vendor is being uh, is spending? How much are we spending on which vendor across the organization, All right? Um, and instant notifications to employees, um, you know, as soon as you make a spend. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, having that context really helps, right? Um, and uh, uh, it really depends on to what extent you can automate this process. Uh, the more, the better. At the same time, not losing control from the perspective of an accountant or a supervisor. I think that's sort of an ideal mix for for uh, for for how much you could uh, look at automating the solution as well. Right. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think it really matters, no matter what the technology you're using, um, it really matters who's behind it and uh, what happens when things don't work. Right. I mean, um, no matter how much uh, you want to ensure that uh, technology solutions are fail proof, there are edge cases. There are definitely uh, you know, use cases which, you know, 
technology may not address. And for that, you need people, right? And so I think, you know, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, uh, would be good to learn or good to sort of keep in mind while choosing any software solution for that matter is, uh, you know, how quickly do they respond? Um, you know, uh, what about the implementation time? Um, how difficult is it to learn? Uh, and uh, is there clear and concise documentation and guides available for any any software product for that matter? Right. Uh, so I think with that, do you have any thoughts or comments, uh, Carrier? Then. Uh, yeah, I think I think one of the things that I, I think sets sets file apart from from any other that I've seen is uh, those those two parts about it works with any card. You don't have to change the card, and I, I appreciate that uh, that aspect because you know it's not a it's not a complete overhaul of their of their expense management. It's just augmenting what they're currently doing, as opposed to you know, all right, everybody gets a new card. Everybody, yeah. everybody has to use this app. Everybody, and, and that's the other thing is that you know they they're just using their own you know the card that they already have and the uh, you know the the tools that they already are, are are able to use since you know they get a they get a notification in their text to yep. take a picture in their text. Everybody knows how to take you know poor quality photos of their food. Right. So they go out to eat. Here's my dessert. Okay. Right. Here's the check right next to it. Okay. Just move my camera over. And it's the exact same thing that you're doing is taking a picture of the receipt rather than the dessert. And, uh, and then that, that again, you know, you don't have to go into a special app or crop the photo or, you know, do anything like that. You're just doing it in something that you're already using, using the card you're using and the device that you're using in the same way that you're using it. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Yeah, and so, um, um, yeah. So, any was there any other uh, things that you wanted to talk about on these on the slides? No, I think um, I'm good in terms of what I uh, wanted okay. to cover, and uh, you know, um, so I think um, you know, mainly mm, if somebody is looking to sort of switch or. Uh, looking to streamline their, you know, credit card reconciliation process. I think we'll we'll talk a little more about um, how this actually works in action uh, in in the future episodes as well, uh, just to show uh, what is possible, right? Okay. Well, uh, Vikram, thank you for joining us uh, and and working through some of these uh, solutions. You know, because as as people grow from, okay, I'm doing everything. I'm I'm using you know, shoe boxes of receipts to, uh, I've now gone to, I've graduated to a spreadsheet, which is, which is a, a, a huge leap uh, to, you know, to do that, but it still has its, its built-in challenges, but then they're using something with, uh, within QuickBooks or with the, within what they already, what they already know. And now they're getting to the next, you know, the deeper levels or the deeper waters of, of expense management. Uh, this is going to come in as as part of the the business workflow conversation, and uh, it's it's something that that people need to keep in mind and and, and consider uh, when when choosing the right uh, the right expense management solution. So I thank you for 
for coming on and, 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 uh, you know, providing some of this, uh, this good information, uh, for, for people to keep in mind when, uh, when they get to that point, Gary, any, uh, any final thoughts? Um, just my final thought is for the pro advisors that are watching that, um, this is a really neat solution that, you know, for me, I have a hard time explaining what things are until I use it myself. So, um, I, I, uh, encourage you guys to give this, give this product a try just so you can see it yourself. <clears throat> all right so we'll see um all three of us uh, should be back on uh, next week uh, we'll be continuing our our topics of, of expense management fundamentals and uh we'll see you um uh, you know congratulations you made it to you made it to the end of january so uh yes so <laughs> wasn't we'll see easy. you next week uh, <laughs> dan, i think we'll january the... had more than 31 days dan it felt like it yeah. felt like a year <laughs> well, that the first month is actually called Checkuary, where it's the period of time where you write the wrong year on the on the checks. Uh, so that's why January seems so much longer uh, than than the normal month because it, it throws in that extra uh, that extra time. Awesome! All right, well, we'll see you. We'll see you next time on the on the workshop, and I hope you all have a great week. Thank yes, you. Have a great week. Cheers.